That's right. It's cancer season. Shout out to all my cancers, sensitive asses. This episode is side effects of being a cancer. Yes, we are unique. We are special. My birthday, July 1st, 1981. Amanda Seals came into the world at Daniel Freeman Hospital in Inglewood, California. Came out with a full head of hair and eyes open as if I was looking for the proper and best exit into the world. I feel like I came out of that vagina and looked around like, let me make sure that the count of women and diversity is on point in this room. That was my entry, my entree into being a cancer. And we're a special, special people. You're going to hear me say that this whole episode. Some of you are listening and you're just like, oh, yeah, 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 I know. I know y'all are special. Y'all are real special. Yes. And uh, I've had some unique experiences being a cancer. There's also a difference between cancer men and cancer women. I'm going to talk about some famous cancers. You know, 50 Cent, George Bush, Princess Diana, rest in peace, Missy Elliott. We're out here. Charlemagne the God. Number of us are very cancery, and uh, I'm excited because I know some of y'all are like, "Is she into astrology?" Yes, yes, yes I, I am. am. I got moons rising, you know, all type of shit going on. Virgo moons rising, Saturn's in uh, retrograde right now. A lot of things, but we're going to be getting into this Cancer season. Let's get into it. Damn, dropping. Jam dropping, jam dropping. We're dropping on these hoes. We're dropping on these hoes. You guys, we have Small Doses merch. Aren't you excited? You can wear your Small Doses shirt and your gem dropping bag while you're sitting here listening to the show. Just go to store.amandaseals.com and go to the Small Doses collection. And just to make it clear, even if you see all the shirts and all the good stuff and you're like, damn, I wonder if they have a hoodie in pink. All you have to do is just go to that specific, you know, design. And when you click on it, you'll see that they'll have all these different options. So even if you don't see a style there, it might actually be there under the drop down. So take a look. And uh, I'm very excited to share it with you guys and we're going to be putting out new designs for small doses that are based on the different episodes etc so always make sure to dm me and like respond in the comments on instagram with like the favorite quotes that you may have from episodes because when you all say i need that on a shirt i'll I'll put put that that shit on a shirt okay i'll put that shit on a shirt oh yes i will so um this gem drop in is very near and dear and i know my cancer's you're gonna you're just gonna you're gonna cry uh because we're all about sensitive versus weak now here's the tea cancers as a whole 
as a, as a, as an astrological sign are considered loyal. We're considered creative. We're considered uh, very um, obsessive about learning things. So like we are like literally like considered to be like a nerdy sign. Like when we want to know about something, we don't just know about it. We obsess over it and we become experts at it. That's like a, a cancer trait. We are also loyal to a fault. So that's a doozy that we have to also contend with. We like our home. You know, think of a crab in a shell. You know, we like our home base. So cancers typically are very about their home, being a certain way, set up a certain way. We have usually very personal spaces. And cancers are known to be empathic. So you're not just sensitive, you're empathic, meaning that you're able to like receive and read other people's energies um, in a way that's not just in terms of words, but also in terms of emotion. So you're taking in other people's emotions. This is what leads me to sensitive versus weak. Sensitive means that you are porous. Okay. It means that you you're a receiver. You know, some people are not like that. For instance, Tauruses, they're a bull. They're the exact opposite. They're like, get that shit out of here. That was me headbutting that shit with my horns out of here. They don't really have emotions like that. Have you met my mother, Annette Seals? Yeah. Mm-mm. She don't have no emotions. I see my mother cry three times. Once at my grandfather's funeral. Second at my grandmother's funeral. Third when I said some shit that I should not have said. <laughs> And I got smacked across the face. And then she cried. And I kind of feel like the cry was not about what I said, but about the fact that she smacked me across the face. But I definitely earned it. So I think that we have to be clear on the fact that sensitive is really just about your ability to receive things that affect you emotionally. Now, the flip of that is weak. Weakness is... Not about necessarily receiving things that affect you emotionally, but how you respond to things that affect you. Weakness is related to are you able to withstand things that are coming at you? This is a life. Life things are coming at you every damn day. And they're coming at you in all different forms, physically, mentally, emotionally. Cancers are not necessarily known to be weak. We got strong shells, but internally we got soft insides, okay? And so we are sensitive in the fact that we are able to tap in and receive emotional exchange from other people. And I think that the key for cancers is that we cannot let that ability to take in all of that make us weak. And I think some of us like misinterpret that. And when people don't really know you like that, they think that because you are, you know, affected by things that it means that you're weak. And it's like, no, it just means that I'm aware and I'm tapped in in a different way. But for some people, if you don't check it, it starts to eat away at you. And it does start to diminish your self-esteem. It starts to diminish your confidence. It, stops, it starts to diminish your, your root in being able to bounce back. And so cancers for so much of us, we have to learn how to have like a thicker skin or how to have like an explosive process with the things that do not serve us so being so porous and being empathic and being sensitive is meaning that we you know we are taking things in we have to be conscious about like what we're taking in and what we're what we're letting out because weakness is you take everything in and you let it break you down and you are seeking validation from the things that you're letting in you know that's weakness you don't have the backbone so it's giving you you're finding your backbone in these other things and that's not what it is to be sensitive. But I do feel like we get a bad rap as cancers because 
people look at us like, well, you know, why do they always cry or why are they always like emotional about things? And, you know, you have to learn how to not take certain things personal. You shouldn't take anything personal. And that is one of the hardest lessons, regardless of what sign you are. You just can't take things personal. That doesn't mean that you don't give value to other people's feelings. That doesn't mean that you don't give credibility to other people's commentary on how you're treating them. But at the end of the day, you don't have to take it like an attack on you and your soul and your individual person anytime someone has a gripe with you. You know, and a lot of times when people have gripes with you, like it's a reflection of their own issues. It's a reflection of their own situation. And sometimes when you take that in and you respond, you know, in an emotional way, it completely defeats the purpose of any type of solution. So you can't be weak because you have to be strong enough to know that, yes, you can receive emotional exchange, but that it doesn't have to be the thing that is like your foundation. So stop being hard on sensitive people. We are very helpful because sensitive people are the artists. You know, we are the ones who are converting not just information, but we're converting the intangibles into real things. Artists are sensitive. And when they say that, they're like, what does that mean? Sensitive means that you are a receptor. I can say I can only say it so many different ways. And in order to move things forward and to create things and to connect, you do have to not have that wall up, you know? That's when they always say we want men to get in touch with their sensitive side. What that, all that really means is you want someone to be able to take things in from somewhere else and from someone else. But when you are weak, when you are weak, it's not about, what you, it's not about just that you take it in. It's about how you manage that. You got to look at yourself and say like, Am I basing my worth and my basing my value? Am I basing my thoughts on simply like how other people are looking at them or what other people's thoughts and values are? And that is important because weakness is really just all about the foundation that you've built yourself up on. And when you don't have your self-esteem intact, that is a part of weakness. You're creating um, a lack of stability and sturdiness for your, your person, for your identity. And that's not what sensitivity is. Picture it like this. Sensitivity is a house with a lot of windows. Weakness is a house that has no beams holding it up. It's just freestanding and any if the wind blows the wrong way, that shit is a wrap. You know, sensitive is like you're like a geodesic dome. You're sturdy. But you're letting light in. And I think that's really important. You're able to let things in. You're able to expel them. But if you feel like, you know, man, is she talking about me when she talks about weakness? I want you to think about the ways in which that you can challenge that for yourself. The ways in which you can, you know, go about getting around that. Getting past that. We ain't got no room for weakness. You don't have time for weakness. You know, there's a lot of shit going on in this world. We need as many strong people as we can. And when I say strong, strong doesn't mean that nothing affects you. Strong doesn't mean that you're mean. Strong doesn't mean that you don't have connections or that you don't share love or that you don't have, you know, emotional responses to things. All strong means is that you are not easily bent by outside forces. That's what it means. And you are not somebody who is swayed simply by the way the wind is blowing or by the way people are moving. So my sensitivity allows me to be receptive to the fact that the wind is blowing in that direction and those people are going in that direction. But it's my strength that allows me to say, but you know what? I'm going to stay right here. 
on my couch in my house because I'm a cancer. I know there's people who are like, is this, ugh, this whole episode, ugh, I mean, it's just astrology. I don't believe in astrology. You know, it's not even like a thing I feel like you even really like believe in per se. I mean, I think that there's something to be said for the fact that like we are on this planet, we're in this life, we don't really know what it's all about. You know, it's all kind of just uncharted waters. And so we all kind of come up with different ways to manage that. For some people, it's religion. For some people, it's astrology. For some people, it's heroin. You know, it's just a matter of what works for you and what keeps you healthy and just keeps your mind uh, as peaceful as possible as you navigate this, like, journey of confusion. (laughs) Um, So I think for a lot of us, like, what astrology does with these different signs is that it helps you to kind of give some like shaping to your identity when you're coming into a world that doesn't know who you are and you don't know who you are either. Right. So for a lot of cancers, I know that there's this thing, oh, look, the, the earth shifted since the original signs were made. So, you know, you're not really the sign that you thought you were. If that's the case, then literally every cancer I know is an anomaly because every cancer I know is, is a, a true, true cancer. cancer. Like, when people talk about like 50 Cent, it's like, yo, 50 Cent be, you know, just getting back at everybody because he's a cancer. He's a sensitive motherfucker. Everything is like just bothering him, you know, and like he just like laughs it off. But I feel like the true cancer is like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't like that nigga. I don't like him. He gonna cry in the car. That's a cancer. A cancer gonna cry in the car. Uh, you know, but what I just want, so I just wanted to do like that little disclaimer because I think that there's some people who are like, this is so pointless, you know, none of this matters. But what is, what is interesting though, is that if you have identified yourself as something early on and like you actually fit into like the, the consistency of that space, it does end up ringing true to a certain extent just by the way of like you aligning yourself to that. So, I mean, for all intents and purposes, even if these signs are wrong, if early enough on in your development, you were like, oh, this is what a cancer is. Yeah, that's pretty much me. And then you just kind of dug your heels into that. You know, that's a real thing. I mean, it it may not have been real in the beginning, but it's a real thing now, you know, kind of like race. But I'm not going to do that today. I'm so tired right now of racism and race. I'm so fucking tired. And you know what? It never ends. So I better just take a nap. First question. OMTG. I've been patiently waiting on this one. My question is, why as cancers do we feel the need to always justify our feelings, in my case crying, to our peers? Why do we always have to be labeled crybabies just because crying is our defense mechanism? Well, I know in my case, crying is not my defense mechanism. I'm not sure if that's necessarily like the word you meant, but I feel like crying is just kind of like the way that our emotions are oftentimes presented. Uh, There's people whose emotions are often presented through anger. You know, there's people whose whose emotions are presented through stubbornness. You know, like if you talk to a Capricorn, they'll tell you, I have no emotions. My emotions are represented deep, deep inside my body and my bones. And I'm not going to tell you about it because I'm private. And I don't tell nobody shit. 
Capricorns are like super duper private. Like that's the thing. Like so, you know, there's just different ways that emotions get expressed. And I think for cancers, a lot of times we get frustrated because like we start crying not because we're sad or not because we're weak, like we talked about in gem dropping, but just because like that's the way our emotions flow. So we'll be like really trying to state a point and be taken seriously. And next thing you know, we're crying and we're just like, I'm not, I don't, I'm, these t- don't pay attention to the tears. These tears are not a representation of the, uh, of the seriousness of, and of the resoluteness with which I'm speaking. Don't shit. Stop. Ah, damn it. That's what it is to be a cancer. You're like, I'm just trying to express myself and These tears are just like a carry-on bag that I cannot check. These tears are like that person you cannot figure out how to break up with. You don't have the language. And so they just keep popping up with you at parties. And people keep expecting them to show up. Because they always do. And you're like, I don't want them to come though. And then when they show up, people are like, but that's just you. You're always here with Bob. That's your tears, Cancers. Your tears are Bob. And I don't want Bob to come every time. But I haven't figured out how to get rid of him. And I don't think Cancers ever really do figure it out. So you just kind of like got to suck it up and just figure out how to get people around you that do understand. You shouldn't have to explain yourself to your friends like in terms of like how you express yourself and your emotions. That's what's really great about growing up is you eventually find people who are like, oh, that's just Amanda. She'd be crying. You know, that's just it. You know, that's just Amanda. You know, she's very brusque. She's very direct. You know, and they stop using words like abrasive. And they start using words like assertive. And they stop using words like a crybaby. And they start using words like empath. You know, and they start using, they stop using words like isolated. And they start using words like homebody. And instead of them wanting to like shun you for not always wanting, for never wanting to go out, they'd be like, hey, can I come through? That's what it's like. So, in other words, fuck your friends. If they're making you feel like you got to explain yourself, then they're not really down. Next question. That was so cancer of me, too. Fuck your friends. Because cancers can flip a switch. We will ride with you, okay? Cancers are riding with you. That's me riding with you. But once that shit turns left, nah. We're not ride or die. We're ride or try. I'll ride with you until you try me. And then I'm out. Next question. No, for real, it's time. I'm a cancer. Please help me out. Birthday, June 26th. One side effect is my heart is too big and I'm sensitive and I hate it. This is literally every question that we got. <laughs> My heart is too big. I'm sensitive. I hate it. I guess it's worth me saying like the things that I've been working on to just try and manage that. One of them is really trying to not take things personal. Another thing is really um, being better about curating who's around me so that, you know, when I do have this big heart and I am sensitive, I'm giving it to people that are respectful of that and that are, you know, not trying to take advantage of that. And that aren't using up all of my energy and trying to figure out why they don't have a big heart. Another thing that I do is, you know, I really try and just like 
excise emotion from how I'm dealing with certain situations, especially professionally. I try to put my phone down or try and take a deep breath or try and step away because my first instinct is to go to emotion. You know, for other people, that's not their first instinct. They have to get to emotion. For cancers, for the most part, our first instinct is to deal with it emotionally. And, you know, your emotions just have a different set of rules. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't involve emotion in making certain decisions, but I do think that there's something to be said for how much emotion you involve in making certain decisions. When it comes to business, you know, I mean, oftentimes it's like, is it right or wrong? You know, and that's basically it. And I don't think that that's necessarily rooted in emotion. So those are like main ways that I've kind of worked on or continue to work on always to like just managing my canceriness um, and all the sensitivities and big heartedness and loyalness that comes along with it. Here's another question. I'm so excited you're finally doing this. My question is, which signs have you found that you click the most genuinely with? And which signs tend to be the worst for you? Mm. Well, according to the, uh, like, you know, the laws of astrology or whatever, the cancers are supposed to be really good with ver- uh, with Tauruses, Pisces, and apparently Virgos are like our number one match. And the ones that I have had the most run-ins with, I would say, oh, Scorpios are supposed to be really good with Scorpios too. Um, and when I say good with, I mean like not just romantically, just like in terms of like having connection. I would say the ones that I've always had kind of like a run-in with, Aquarius men, I, I want, want no, no parts, parts of. Cancer men, I'm not dating you and ever again, like in life. I want zero parts of dating cancer men. Y'all are, oh my God. The reason why cancer men are usually so ridiculous is because we live in a society that doesn't allow men to have like a connectivity to their emotions. And so for the most part, it's like women who are cancers and emotional. It's like, well, you know, we've been trained up to kind of deal with our emotions and manage them. Men, on the other hand, have been in a society that like, doesn't do that and doesn't give them the tools. So I feel like so many cancer men are just tortured souls, you know, and just dark. And they're just like managing these emotions that are for many of them considered to be feminine or considered to be frivolous or considered to be hypersensitive and it's just like it's it's not healthy so it's like I feel like whenever I meet and date cancer men who they typically don't have any way of managing this and they do dumbass, dumb mean shit they have tantrums I have an ex who was a cancer man and like literally in the middle of Hurricane Sandy he was like an asshole I'm like we're in a hurricane how can you be an asshole in a hurricane what are we doing I brought it up before and I brought it up again because it was some cancer shit you know like he would just like have like tantrums. I call them mantrums. A grown man tantrum. It's, it's a, a mantrum. mantrum. You know, why are you like m- sulking right now? We were having a good time. Fucking cancer. Because he couldn't deal with the fact that he was having such a good time that he was like euphoric because that emotion was just like too much for him. So he had to convert it into some asshole shit. Whereas when I'm euphoric, I convert it into an Instagram post. <laughs> so. I uh, I don't do well with those. Capricorns are an interesting exchange. Like my roommate in college was a Capricorn, but we fell out because, I don't know, she just got on some asshole shit her damn self. Issa's a Capricorn, but Issa's very, very private. And Estelle is one of my really, really good friends, and Estelle is a Cap. Um, but she, I feel like, Estelle has like a Cancer Moon Rising, so like she's a Capricorn, but then at certain points she'll just like, you know, open up and be like, Ugh love it's a beautiful thing isn't it the roses uh, do you smell them 
I'm like, that's that Cancer Moon rising right there. Um, but I think what's important to notice or to note is that whenever you read these like astrological things that are like, you know, are you a match with this person or that person? I think that these are generalities that we kind of look to as like starting points for people. And not everybody stays where they started. You know, for instance, like, yeah, you should be aware that I may be like hypersensitive compared to other signs, but I've done a lot of work to like not be as hypersensitive. So when you see some type of like astrology thing that's like judging whether or not me and you would be working well together, it's like you, it, it's not it's not also connected to the specificities of me and like my experiences in life. My astrologist, whenever she does a reading it's not just about like the generalness. It also is it's very related to like my uniqueness as a person and how I deal with things and how I operate because the stars, she's always says like they can go in many different ways and it's just going to be a matter of like how you typically manage things to determine like which way it's going to go. And so she gives you advice based on that. And that's why it's always like, I always tell her stories and she's like, they're very helpful because it helps her to know the type of person I am, the type of way I would deal with something, which determines like if something that's reading in three different ways is going to go in a certain way. So like, you know, you'll see something that says like, okay, you and this person aren't, aren't good together because they are very direct and you are very sensitive. But that person like could have kids that are cancers. And so they've had to learn how to be more aware of their directness. You know, so you may be a cancer, but you've also like been in a field. Maybe you were in the military or maybe you were in athletics. And so you had to get used to people speaking to you very directly. So, you know, your thresholds are different. So the ways in which that they're measuring your connectivity can definitely be altered depending on, you know, your uniqueness. So I think that's the thing that you really have to like keep in mind. I've definitely had like a site tell me like, you know, you and this person are not a match. And it's just like maybe we weren't a match. But we've reached a certain level in our lives where like certain things have kind of morphed into different ways. And so it's you think of like two puzzle pieces, you know, and if the puzzle pieces are plastic per se, you know, and you kind of put them through trial by fire, they might melt into a different form that actually does fit together. People I like. Yeah. My people I like goes out to Miss Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Who shares my same birthday? Primero de Julio, July 1st. And what I love about Missy is that I feel like I don't know her personally, but she really highlights the uh, the multifacetedness of the cancer. You know, and she is very, very like expressive. You can see in the way that she performs that it's never just like, oh, I'm doing a song. It's all the different elements of her presentation. And I feel like they are a representation of her sensitivity being shown in a different way. Like she's don't cry. She just puts on like a really cool outfit. Like it's just, it's just to me like cancers are so creative to just an nth degree. And she is just the immediate like poster child for that. And you see it in so plain, vivid, visionary of a way. And I remember when I found out that she was born on my, that I was born on her birthday and I was just like, Oh my God, 
because I love Missy. I love what she has brought to hip hop as a culture. I love the womanhood that she has brought to not just hip hop, but to R&B and to, you know, black culture and just the consistency that she has shown in her quality of work. You know, cancers, like I told you, we're very obsessive about like being experts about things. We really like things to be pretty like tip top and buttoned up. And, you know, I think Missy really demonstrates that in what she does. And as a fellow cancer creative, she is an icon to me. So shout out to all my iconic cancers who are working through the frustrations and the dealings with people who are not really fully understanding of our unique way of dealing with things just so we can get to the other side to keep giving y'all some good shit. But just know if you cross us, we will pinch you. That's what these claws is for. Have any of y'all tried FabFitFun? Because it really is just that. It's fab, it gets you fit, and it's fun. If you don't really know about it, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. It's hitting all the points, honey. And their summer editor's box is major. It has products like a free people eye mask, a train case from Yumi Kim, a towel from Trina Turk, and that's just the beginning of it. So don't miss it because they're selling out fast. And if you check out FabFitFun.com and use code DOSES, you can save $10 off your first box y'all making it only $39.99 a whole box again that's fabfitfun.com use the code doses that's d-o-s-e-s and get your discount you deserve to treat yourself it's summer that That one one time time. (laughs) we were grappling on like how do we talk about that one time story when it comes to this because like i've been in cancer forever but i think that's exactly where we'll start which is like When did this whole cancer thing become an identifier for you? I think that there's a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of different signs, but I think that there's like certain signs that are really about their sign. You know, like I don't feel like Tauruses be out here like Taurus gang, but like Scorpios are absolutely like Scorpio gang. And cancers, we are really about it. Like, I mean, when me and Cree Summer met, it was really on the grounds that we were both cancers. <laughs> like, it just so happened that we also loved each other and we were you know, black women. But being cancers was like a real thing for us because we both understood unique things about ourselves that would would have typically kept us separate. But we like had to overcome them, you know, to kind of meet. And so I think part of that is also because like cancers and Scorpios, we are we get the most bad rap, I feel. Gemini's also get a shitty rap too because they're like, oh, they two face, they two face. But like, no one's like, no one's like shitting on Aquarians, except for me and Aquarian men. But no one else, you know. And so from early on, I think my mom is who introduced me to to astrology because from early on, I feel like I've always been like put into that space of like, oh, she's a Cancer. You're a Cancer. Oh, she's a Cancer. So it was kind of like something that was always there when I was growing up, and then I would like explore more about it and research it and as I was getting older I'm like yo like this really is me like and I am like the fullest like hilt of a cancer possible plus I was born on the first so there's like a whole other thing having to do with the fact that I was born on the first of the month but when it comes to like my experience like I've absolutely had people like be like oh you're a cancer never mind and you're just like are we really doing that like we're just completely like shutting people down based on something we only theoretically conceptually I won't even say know about just like conceptually consider that's silly to me I mean I give people a shot I give people a chance you know when we are growing up and you hear songs like you know people talking about like all the cancers all the cancers all the cancers in the house say oh 
You know, you go to parties and they be like, Sagittarius, Sagittarius. You know, and you're just like, it's just really the fact of the matter is, is that people just want to belong to something. You know what I mean? It's just another group to belong to, you know, like whether it's being a cancer or being a part of black culture or being a Targaryen, you know, like we all just want to be a part of a of 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 something and some people want to keep it separate some want to people keep it together like relationship george versus friendship george you know but all of this aligns by, by this, this way, way i feel like, like there's, there's a seinfeld, seinfeld reference in every episode it's almost become like an easter egg like what was the seinfeld epi- reference in that episode or this episode so just a fun game for you to play if you want to go back and uh listen to small doses and re-binge but when it boils down to it um i think for me Identifying with cancer as a, a astrological sign did help in me shaping and understanding myself because whether or not you believe it or not, what they have written down for cancer really is an honest representation of me as a person, as Amanda. So maybe it wasn't, maybe it's not accurate for everybody, but it has been incredibly accurate for me. And it's always been kind of like a helpful way for me to explain myself to people in a very concise fashion. Like I can literally just be like, I'm a cancer. And they're like, oh, okay. okay. And they either take it or leave it. I mean, some people are like, oh, you're a cancer. I love cancers. You know, like I'm like a cat, you know, but it's fine. It's all love. But the fact that cancer is so related to psychic ability, to empathy, to creativity, to loyalty, like those are all things that I think for some people would be considered negative. And for me, I learned to consider them positive. One of the DMTs I didn't answer was a question about like, how have you managed like these things that are attached to cancer that people try and make into like negatives? How did you flip them into things that you take ownership of? And it's really been about like finding myself in positions where those are things that help more than hurt. Like becoming a comic and really being able to write like my own points of view has really allowed for my, me being an empath and me being creative and me being obsessive about like, you know, ex, uh, being an expert on things. It's created a wonderful space for that to thrive. It's become the lifeblood for that. Whereas when I was in the music business, sure, that was a great place in terms of making music. But outside of making music, all of those factors were killing me because you're being sensitive in a, in a, in a mainframe that doesn't give a fuck about you. You know, and you're being loyal in a, in a business that has no loyalty, <laughs> you know. And what I love about comedy is that, sure, you know, you have the shady folks in every business. But for what it's worth, comedy really is a camaraderie. And there's a certain um, fellowship amongst comics and the work that we do. And I think a cancer who loves to be in a safe space and loves to be in a home and an environment that is uh, warm we take that not just literally, but figuratively. And so for me, you know, comedy has helped me to like feel that. The last dose. So I think that's the key. It's just kind of like knowing those traits about yourself, whether they're astrological or not, and, and considering spaces where those traits can thrive instead of being questioned. Because you don't want to feel like you're just surviving if you don't have to. There are real people in this world right now who are just having to survive. We get to sit in this fucking room and do a podcast. You know, sometimes I be feeling like we're at the Red Keep and we're looking down at King's Landing at all the plebeians. And I'm just like, ah, this is trash. But 
this is the hand that's been dealt and I'm very lucky and very blessed and very fortunate. So I'm, I try to use this platform for so much more than just, you know, sucking my own dick. But in the reality of things, you know, if you have the, if you have the luxury of learning about yourself and being able to apply it in a way that's the best way possible, do, do it. Because a lot of our parents didn't get a chance to do that. And the immigrants that are trying to get to America for seeking asylum from all the violence going on in their countries, they don't get a chance to do that, you know? So when it's all said and done, it seems like all this astrology shit is fun and games. But it's really, at the end of the day, just like a way to manage this unwieldy world and work on the one thing that you do have control over, which is yourself. Make sure to go to smartfunnyandblack.com and get your tickets to the Lituation 101 tour. Also, got all the merch that you love at store.amandaseals.com. So, you know, support. Know that when you buy merch or tickets to any of these shows, it's just going to create more shows and more dopeness. And I'm happy to announce that we will be taking small doses on the road in the fall. So look out for that. But not any dates yet. I'm just telling you that's going to happen so that you can, like, get hype. Get hype! It's a good show. 